0: Thank you so much for joining us today and welcome you into America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Dave Ross. 419-794-3030 is the phone number. Once again, that's 419-794-3030, online, arhq.com. My name is Chris Swan. Today on the show, should we listen to financial media stars when deciding how much we'll withdraw in retirement? They say cash is king. We're going to discuss how much should actually be in your portfolio and watch out for fees that can gobble up your nest egg, all this and more. But first, before we get started, let me check in. Nolan, Dave, glad to be with you. How are we doing today?
1: Doing good. Yeah, really uh, excited about kicking off this year and hopefully uh, make sure that we spend some time getting everybody educated about uh, how to position their portfolios you know, for the year, what to look at for maybe tax loss changes, and just keep you up to date with everything. So excited to be back uh, helping out everybody for
0: 2024. Definitely a lot to be excited about here. You know, a lot of uncertainty as we head into 2024. Obviously, it is uh, an election year, so there is that uncertainty. There is uh, interest rates potentially coming down, probably coming down later on in the year. And then, you know, how the market's going to respond to all these things uh, international. There's a lot that we can't control. But as we talk about so often here on the show, control what you can control. And that starts with putting together a plan, which includes a strategy uh, involving taxes when it comes to your retirement, because we are now T minus less than two years until the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, also known as the Trump Tax Cut Sunset. On paper, that means that the taxes are going to increase for most Americans unless Congress acts. Here's tax expert Tim Steffen from Morningstar
1: we're all fairly confident on is that nothing's going to happen in 2024, with it being an election year. I think everybody just kind of wants to ride out the election, see who's in charge in Washington come January of 2025. And from there, we'll have a better sense of exactly what might happen with this. The one thing we can all agree on is that no one wants to be the party in charge when a large tax increase happens. So presumably, regardless of how the election works out, there'll be some sort of compromise on these sunsetting provisions. And not everything will happen exactly as it's
0: planned. So kind of a, a, a optimistic outlook saying that you know it's not gonna straight up expire at the end of twenty twenty five, but we won't know for sure until after the election. In the meantime, how can you help us be more preemptive for possible tax increases in 2026?
1: Well, you know, things really continue to be a disaster in Washington with the out-of-control spending that they have. If you look at the national deficit for 2023, it was $1.7 trillion. And then you compound that and you look at our national debt, you know, if you go to usdebtclock.org You know we're over 34 trillion dollars of national debt and that's a a 264 thousand dollar per taxpayer bill and right now our country is spending a 122 percent of its debt to gdp ratio and it's the largest it's been really going back to the world wars and things continue to get worse so you know looking at the history of federal tax rates and if you google that and go look at the history of federal tax rates there's been decades in the past that tax rates have been significantly higher and chris as you talked about you know tax rates are are set to go up you know for a lot of folks in just 2 years depending upon what compromises are made but there are definitely some very specific steps that you can take on controlling your own individual situation. So, you know, one of the things I encourage you to do is if you uh, haven't had yet a 2024 tax roadmap completed, uh, give our office a call, 419-794-3030. We'll put together for you a 2024 tax roadmap. And I know you're going to be collecting your tax information here shortly, probably setting up your time to meet with your CPA. So it can be a great time to get us involved. Uh, obviously, we're not CPAs, but working hand-in-hand uh, with your accountant or tax professional to, to try to keep the government away from your money. The other ways that you can uh, help protect more long term is number one is diversifying your retirement savings. And this has become more popular in the last couple of years. There's been a couple of new law changes with things like the SECURE Act, allowing more flexibility and things like 401ks, you know, higher contribution limits. But by diversifying your retirement savings, not putting all of your money in the pre-tax category, maybe putting money into the Roth 401k could be a good option for you. Uh, number three is you wanna adjust your withdrawal strategy for this year. So you might have last year taken all of your money out of your tax deferred retirement account, uh, depending upon your situation. And you might wanna take some from non-retirement accounts, maybe take some from Roth. Again, knowing where you fall at in the tax bracket, where you fall at from things like social security taxation, can help you determine how to adjust your withdrawal strategy on what account to take money from. And then, Dave, I also suggest people take a look at Roth conversions. Um, I know the market is doing well, it's back at a high point, but for long term, a Roth conversion, again, depending upon where somebody's at and their tax bracket could be a good area, especially for the investments that they think over the long term are going to have the biggest growth, you know, that benefit of a Roth IRA, if you meet the eligibility requirements and have it open long enough, you can potentially have tax-free money by taking it out of the Roth IRA. So those are a couple ideas that I'm telling clients I'm preparing for future tax increases. Uh, How about you, Dave? What are you telling people?
2: We have a lot of discussions with people about actually creating a schedule of these Roth conversions, where you take assets that are sitting in an IRA, and you do plan conversions every year in fact I have a couple of clients right now where we did a Roth conversion in late 2023 and then we're going to turn around and do another one in early 2024. you know you combine converting traditional IRA assets and then combine that with a, for, a Roth 401k option that may be available in the in their company sponsored plan. You can really build up those assets quickly and those will never be required to be distributed for federal income tax purposes.
1: You do get some other benefits there again that don't apply for required minimum distributions. You know, as Scott talks a lot about on the health insurance side, it can also be advantageous for you. Uh, because it may not be counted as far as the income when determining what your health care cost is if you need to get health insurance before the age 65. So a lot of great things. And I think the key takeaway there is uh, now is a perfect time To get to this year started off right we've got the entire year to plan for this so now's probably one of the best times to get your 2024 tax roadmap put together and uh whether you're watching us on youtube listening to us on toledo's largest stock station on wspd it's easy to reach out to us and we're more than happy to make that available for you as a listener for our show
0: Just give a call 419-794-3030. Ask for the 2024 tax roadmap, you know, as W-2s and 1099s are being sent out and you reflect on what you owe for what you have to, uh, what you made last year, last calendar year. Why not start developing a plan to address the taxes you are going to be paying in the years ahead? That 2024 uh, tax roadmap available. Just give a call 419-794-3030. You can also go to the website, arhq.com. Now, have you checked your 401k lately? There's a good chance it's actually looking a lot better than it did a year ago, but the experts say looking at your balance too much too frequently can be detrimental because you chase the assumption that it's going to keep going up. Guys, what is your take on this?
2: I happen to work with several people who watch their balances on all of their accounts on a daily basis. And then compounding this, they tend to subscribe to these chat boards where they look at their stocks and listen to people. They try to gauge sentiment is what I would say is. And what's happening with a lot of things in the market is there are a lot of people and companies that are short-selling the market and they're short-selling individual stocks. And so there's a lot of, they call it FUD, which is just made-up information that's trying to get people to either sell out or create uh create a lot of disbelief in what companies are doing and i think a a lot of people that do this their emotions just gyrate in terms of what they what they feel about their investments and i think over a period of time it weighs on you and it gets you to think that maybe you made a mistake and you need to make a pivot or rebalance your account in some way and in many cases, you'd be making a move before the "quote ship" comes in on things that you have that really are fundamentally solid.
1: Yeah, you know, you you got to be careful. I uh, I do get people that actually send me some TikToks and other videos and stuff like that, and uh, you have to look at you know kind of who you're getting your advice from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, trying to develop kind of a plan. So when you're looking at your investments, I would say, you know, 30 years of doing this, the people that look at their investments on a daily or regular basis are absolutely the ones that tend to make more short term decisions with their money and oftentimes those shorter term decisions can have a negative impact on their returns uh, there's been a lot of studies that have been put together that show what those stats are you know for making those short term decisions so when you looking at your investments and you're looking at what is a good time frame and how frequently should i check my investments the one thing i'd say is number one for long term investors you know if you have a 5 plus year time frame horizon you know a buy and hold strategy can be great. You could probably check your investments uh, more like a dentist office. So every six months, looking at maybe what your checkups are. Uh, now that it's the beginning of the year is a good time to kind of take a look at the asset allocation. Maybe a good time to kind of rebalance your portfolio. You know, long-term investors are better suited Focusing more on the correct asset allocation of the portfolio than, you know, short term trying to time the market. You do have more active traders in the market. Um, those people that are actively involved in the process. I know with some of the strategies that we have, like our iron retirement series, we're looking at the markets on a weekly basis, uh, making decisions based upon where the moving averages are of the market, you know, trying to be more adaptive to more current market conditions. Um, that, again, is on a weekly basis with more of an active type of an approach. But the strategy there is referring to more tactical investing, which is designed to try to limit losses overall in a portfolio. And the negative that active trading is, you know, if we technically get out of the market because an indicator was bad, there's nothing to say that the market won't go up the next day. So that was why active trading can be more difficult in a shorter term basis. But where active trading can be beneficial is to try to again limit losses in a declining market. You also want to look at a frequency of rebalancing, again, going back to, you know, regularly rebalancing quarterly, semi-annually or annually. I also think it's a good idea to rebalance a portfolio when you have large swings in the market. So like the last quarter of 2023, the market had a really strong rally um, it might be, you know, for somebody who's trying to be a 60-40 balanced portfolio, might be some time to take some of the gains out of the equities and rebalance it back over into your fixed income part of your portfolio. So if and when the market does have a pullback, then again, you're already rebalanced. Uh, the same would be true as if the market has a big decline or a sell-off, uh, using that money and deploying that capital at a predetermined point, The challenging thing about it is, again, we're human beings, so we're driven upon emotions. And so when we see the market sell off, oftentimes we're fearful to put that money to work. So having that fire safety drill ahead of time, saying, I'm gonna put X percent into the market when it declines 15%, uh, then when it declines 25%, you're having those predetermined entry and exit points is going to help you remove the emotions of investing and allow you to stick better to a rebalancing program. You can also have uh, a time to review your investments when you have major life changes. So you know, the loss of a spouse or the loss of a job, those type of things are going to make uh, a reason why you want to reevaluate what your risk tolerance is. You know, what are your goals? How has that impacted your overall plan? Uh, those regular checkups, you can get things like automated alerts. And then Uh, reevaluating what your risk tolerance is. So maybe it's been a couple of years since you looked at uh, what your risk tolerance is. And you know as you're getting closer to retirement time and you wanna maybe work towards protecting more of your money, then that would be another reason why you kind of work towards uh, evaluating what your overall risk is. So hopefully that's some helpful advice. And again, I think the key takeaway there is if you're looking at things short term, um, maybe it's an area that you have concerns about. And maybe it's a concern that you need a second opinion and you just want to talk to somebody about your investments because maybe you're not hearing from or you don't have somebody else that you're working with. I just know here at America's Retirement Headquarters, we'd love to give you a second opinion. Uh, at the same time, we can kind of look over your shoulder if you're a do-it-yourselfer and give you some advice and feedback, maybe show you where we think there's some good opportunities for growth in 2024, uh, talk to you about some areas that could be dangerous in your portfolio, and to get that investment policy statement and the review done, i uh, All you got to do is just reach out to us. We're happy to help you out.
0: And to reach out, you can go to the website, ARHQ.com. You can also schedule a time by giving them a call, 419-794-3030. Once again, that phone number, 419-794-3030. Last year, we heard over and over that there were just a few stocks holding up the market. They call them the Magnificent Seven. But hold on. Here's Wealth Advisor Holly Newman-Croft on the Barron's Roundtable
1: this rally is so, so concentrated. 80% of the market returns are coming from 10 stocks. So I think as we look out to 2024, there's a lot of value to be found in every asset class. And what's really important is fundamental analysis, active management to identify those companies that have been really just looked over
2: for those 10, magnificent (laughs) 10, if I can coin a new term.
0: So there's got to be more good performing stocks out there. Can you help your clients find their own Magnificent 10 or maybe even 15 or more?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at where to invest for 2024, I do think that there's going to always be opportunities out there. I mean, even if the market as a whole has a challenge, there's always going to be a way to find some of those uh, diamonds in the rough. So here we're, you know, headed into an election year. So the first thing is, is what we can do is we can use kind of history as a guideline. So historically speaking, if you look at the S&P 500 index, which is just an unmanaged index that is reflective of 500 companies here in the United States, Historically speaking, in an election year, the markets uh, tend to perform well. So, you know, roughly 80% of the time since the S&P has been around, the markets have done good. Now, shorter term, we did have a really strong rally in 2023. And in fact, leading up, uh, we had a really nice what's called Santa Claus rally and uh, the end of the year. And so, you know, short term, I think the market tends to be a, a little bit concerning. Uh, in addition, if we look at right now in this environment today, what I would say is that you know, we still have an issue of inflation. I know the inflation numbers are coming down, but it really, I think, has impacted a lot of individuals and you know what their savings and spending habits are. Uh, if you look at like Y charts, which is a website that lists information about the U.S. personal savings rate, uh, most recently the the savings rate uh, is at about four percent. So Americans are saving a lot less now than what they have historically speaking. So the the concern about that is if Americans are saving less um, and they're worried about inflation and, and some of the areas that are out there, you've got to be somewhat careful on where you go into. Now, who's not afraid of spending money right now and who cannot stop spending money is your uncle, right? The IRS Uncle <laughs> Sam, the federal government. And so when you look at that, there could be some sectors that could benefit from the continued government policies and spending that's out there. You know, infrastructure, healthcare, industrials, you know, cyclical stocks in sectors that are expected to benefit from government spending, those infrastructure projects, you know, could continue to see uh, increased demand. You know, also what I like this year is I like dividend paying stocks, especially for those sectors with some of the stable cash flows, uh, companies that have strong balance sheets. Uh, they could be attractive for investors that are looking for income during periods of time of uncertainty. So if you needed to live off of the dividends, the day-to-day noise of the stock becomes a little less important when you're living off of those dividend stocks. Uh, utilities and consumer staples. So if you wanted to be uh, a little bit more defensive, those could be areas that are defensive sectors, often considered a little bit more resilient in uh, economic downtimes, periods of uncertainty. They're what I call daily essential companies. So things that people need, uh, regardless of whether the market's in a turmoil or the economy's in a recession and what happens there. Those sectors provide essential goods and services that tend to be uh, a consistent demand and bonds would be another category if the federal reserve does like what they're talking about which is lowers interest rate this year uh, because bonds got beaten up in the past this could be an area now that rates have gone up now that those bond prices are down you know over a three to five year time frame could be an area that benefits from that as well and then precious metals and gold um maybe not a major asset class that we typically have the precious metals particularly gold uh, often are viewed as more safe havens during times of uncertainty investors you know can allocate and try to hedge against inflation in those economic uncertain times um we have a lot more that we talk about this as well with our philosophy it's called the independent income system so the independent income system it talks through where i see different threats and opportunities in the marketplace today so if you haven't looked at that video and you want more information about where to invest and how to position your accounts just go on google and type in independent income system and there's a great video that does and walks through that as well now dave i know you serve on the investment committee and you do a lot of private portfolio management for your clients and like me had you know, decades of experience in this industry. When people are asking you the question of where to invest for 2024,
2: um, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I'm a great believer in taking advantage of blue chip companies that pay stable to increasing dividends. You know, it's funny when people talk about the stock market, they tend to focus on, well, we're looking for the next uh, 20, 30% gain. Well, if you look at the history of the S&P 500, about half of the return comes from dividends. So if you're close to retirement and you have a portfolio of investments, it's, very, it's a very worthwhile thing to take a look at how much of your retirement income should be coming from dividend payings, companies and and stock portfolios so nolan mentioned daily essentials a lot of the consumer staples are dividend paying stocks you know everybody kind of wants to focus in on what the next big thing is and i think a lot of times worrying about or trying to calculate what the next big thing is you you really look past the obvious which is there are a lot of companies in united states and abroad that are doing quite well and by just having a diversified portfolio in all of these different sectors helps you mitigate risk it gives you the opportunity to capture as much of the upside of the market and really minimizes what happens when it's dropping when the market as a whole is dropping
1: so, I mean, there are some good things to take a look at. There's, you know, some categories where you can kind of lean in, lean out, uh, overall. If you look at a lot of the studies that are out there and you, you determine, you know, what some of the characteristics are when it comes to being an ex- successful investor over the long term, um, you know, you, you want to take into consideration that stock picking tends to be a very small percentage of that over the long term. You know, you want to look at uh, the key characteristic is what I would refer to as portfolio optimization, meaning is your portfolio constructed in a way that gives you the ability to achieve the highest potential return for the level of risk that you're willing to take? And the amazing thing about, you know, 2024 is – the technology that's available today, you know, one of the things that we can do is put together an investment policy statement for you. We can take all of the holdings that you have in your accounts, and Dave and I absolutely can spend time talking about any individual positions that you have, but by putting it in there, what we can do is we can determine, you know, how is your portfolio constructed based upon the level of risk, and does that level of risk line up with who you are as an investor, and making sure that that meets what that criteria is. The things that it'll tell us, it'll tell us, in a normal six-month time frame, what are the typical ranges of return? So these are what I would refer to as the guardrails. So if things go bad this year, what's the normal 95% of the time bad look like? Uh, if things are good this year, what does it look like again, 95% of the time? We can stress test the portfolio. You know, if you're thinking this is going to be the big one, this is going to be another major crash, or if another major crash happens one day, what is the maximum drawdown that could you know be experienced in your portfolio? when you have that analytical data it's going to allow you to adjust your portfolio and it's going to be able to again help address the question of you know where should you invest your investments there's a lot of times when i look at uh, portfolios and we do the analysis um, what i also look at is a, a great feature is what's called the upside downside capture meaning when things are good How much of the portfolio is going to participate in the good stuff? And when things are bad, how much of the bad does it take? A lot of times when I do an analysis for clients, their numbers, you know, when we put it together, obviously we work towards that improvement. But before they come into the office and we look at the initial allocation uh, prior to the portfolio optimization, you'll find those, those numbers are working against them. So it's again, it's a matter of stacking the deck of cards in your favor. And that's what we can do to help you out.
0: As we know in baseball, the people who have the most home runs also tend to have the most strikeouts, and that's not something that you want, especially as you're getting closer and closer to retirement. Consistency is key, and if you need a little bit more of a consistent uh, you know, portfolio, the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, they can help you out. All you need to do is take that first step reach out, give them a call, uh, 419-794-3030. Don't forget, as Nolan said, uh, take a look. You can watch that video on the independent income system. Just just go to Google, type that in. And then while you're there, open another tab, go to the website if you want as well, arhq.com. Now, a story on Morningstar's website looked at two financial media stars and their advice about retirement withdrawals. Dave Ramsey recently drew attention after saying it is okay to take out 8% a year assuming an annual return of 12%. On the other hand, Susie Orman advocates a 3% withdrawal, no more than 4 It sounds like two different extremes there. One, uh, you know, very conservative and one a little bit more aggressive. I have to wonder, what do you guys think and, and what do you tell clients a safe withdrawal rate is?
1: Well, when you're looking at what a safe withdrawal rate in retirement time is, we spent, you know, our entire career working to help people transition from their working years and moving into retirement time. And in fact, you know, we've got a really great video that talks about this. If you Google independent income system, it will really walk you through how we believe that you should position your portfolio to structure it, to take withdrawal rates, you know, from your retirement accounts. You know, when when you look at it, and you know, if Dave Ramsey was quoted saying that to take 8% out on a portfolio that does 12%, Long-term, you know, equities obviously have the potential to do double-digit returns. I mean, we saw in 2023 how well equities did. The the challenge about that is nobody controls the lottery of the returns of the stock market. So in, in the previous year, in 2022, when the market was down almost 20%, you know, had you taken that high of a withdrawal rate, not only is your account down 20%, you're forced to sell off your investments while they're losing money, you're locking in losses. You're taking a high withdrawal rate, and all of a sudden you're in uh, in an up down situation pretty fast. Let alone like somebody who uh, retired in the year 2007, right before we had the crash of 2008. You know, having an all equity type portfolio uh, in retirement time creates that sequence of return risk. Um, another, I think, advice that I typically will tell people is try to spend your profits, not your principal. Um, That's a good strategy there. But when you're looking at what a safe withdrawal rate in retirement time, to me, I would say you'd want to look at how much of the income is reliable. Uh, We've been talking on the show for the last year about how high fixed rates are today. You know, fixed rates are the highest that I have seen them Uh, Since my children have been born, and if you took uh, a portion of the money and you put it into a fixed rate of return, uh, you can get anything from a money market account all the way to like a 10-year annuity, and the rates are in the 5% range. So if you had something that paid a fixed rate of return, you could take that fixed rate of return and live off of it. Uh, There's other annuity features that offer what's called income riders. Uh, Depending upon how that income rider is structured, you could utilize that income. In a previous segment, uh, Dave, you and I both talked about the fact of we love dividend paying stocks as part of a portfolio. If you lived off of those dividend checks and you weren't touching the stock value by selling it, you could live off of the dividend, uh, even if you had bonds in the portfolio, live off of the interest income. To me, I think you want to make sure in order to have more peace of mind in retirement time, you want to have enough reliable income to cover your minimum monthly income needs. Then your stock market stuff, it can be for the fun stuff. So when you have years like 2023, when the markets does great, then you, you know, you repair the house, you take that extra trip, you take the kids to, you know, that destination vacation that you have. But when you're also taking a withdrawal, the things that you want to do is you want to also leave uh, room for inflation. So if you're earning 7%, you know maybe don't take all seven. Take a little bit less so you have the ability to give yourself a pay raise uh, for the future. Third, you want to be somewhat flexible. Um, so a lot of times people will move into retirement time and they'll take a set amount of money out on a consistent basis, maybe you want to consider being a little bit more flexible based upon what the market conditions are. Again, you know, in those times that the, the markets are, are bad, or maybe not the years where you, you excess spend in those years. But then stress test your plan number four to eliminate uh, any type of risk that are out there. So as I mentioned, sequence of return risk, um, where the weaknesses are in the portfolio, and figuring that out can help you determine kind of what a, a safe withdrawal rate is. But, you know, Susie Orman talked about
2: 3%. Dave talked about eight. I'm probably somewhere in the middle. What would you say, <laughs> Dave? You've got to exercise a lot of discretion in terms of how you approach the risk. I think it makes sense to have some money available to take some risk when when the market presents opportunities. But having a solid return with an inflation piece. You know, if I've got a if I've got a dividend yield portfolio that's yielding 5% and I think long-term inflation is 3%, I'm going to have a 2% inflation hedge that's built in there if I'm only drawing out at the 3% level. So, you got Dolan's right. You got to take a look at what your needs are and how your portfolio is structured to, to satisfy the needs first. So what
0: is the right number? Well, it, it honestly, it depends. I know that's kind of an ambivalent answer. Uh, sometimes it's going to be more, sometimes it's going to be less. Finding the right number for you starts with calling this number, 419-794-3030. Start developing that plan with America's Retirement Headquarters, knowing that the market is going to fluctuate, there are going to be up years and down years, and as the guys pointed out, maybe there there are times where you know in less favorable market conditions, you, you take a little bit less out, you you spend a little bit less as far as the leisure activities go, and then on the on the better years, you know that is when you really do the other projects. But consistency is key. Having some income that no matter what uh, happens with the markets, you've got coming and taking care of your expenditures. It's all part of that properly crafted plan. And the team at America's Retirement Headquarters can help. Again, 419-794-3030 or the website, arhq.com. Researchers in Brazil have created a simple test that might predict mortality risk. It consists of standing on one leg with the other tucked behind your knee, your arms at your sides for 10 seconds. They claim the longer you're able to do this, the longer you're going to live. I'm not going to ask you guys to do this right now. But you do run tests with your clients that can help indicate how long their money will last in retirement. What are those tests and, and what are they like?
1: Well, that is a pretty interesting test uh, to to determine (laughs) how long you're going to live based upon your ability to uh, stand on one leg with your other tucked behind your knee and your arms to your side. So back in the good old days when I was only on radio, I might have got away with it. But now that we're on video on our uh, YouTube channel, I'll kind of wait until the show's over to test (laughs) that out. But you know, when we look at this, that is a very serious question, I think, for people is how long will my money last? And that's the number one fear for people is, you know, the concern is outliving their income. There's a couple of different ways that we can help. And if if you want that question answered, the thing that you should do is give our office a call. What we're going to do is we're going to create a financial inventory for you. We're going to take that financial inventory and we're going to put it in our planning software. And within the planning software, what we can do is we can run a an analysis and give you the probability of making sure that your money is going to last forever and you know if there's things in it then we can begin to stress test the plan and determine what we can do to, to increase it so one of the ways to do that is what is referred to as a monte carlo analysis so the monte carlo analysis is used designed to stress test your plan to see how it would hold up in a random pattern a hypothetical investment returns so it's going to look at things like, well, what if uh, Social Security actually does decline like the government says they're going to do it? What if tax rates go up like what we think they're going to have happen? You know, what if healthcare care costs goes up? We can add in things like what if you or your spouse needs long-term care uh, at some point within the plan? What if somebody passes away early? And when it runs all of these different combinations, uh, it'll, again, it'll tell you how many times did it get to the end. And your goal is, is you want to develop this and you want to have a 90% confidence. Uh, the nice thing about doing this is the younger you are, the easier it is to make smaller adjustments now and, and to get on target. Um, I know I just recently had uh, some clients, adult children that came in and because they're you know, in their 40s, they still have time to be able to look at that plan and and drill it in even more using the Monte Carlo analysis. But this analysis is also extremely helpful uh, for people that are close to or already in retirement time. So we did an analysis for folks. And one of the things that, you know, jumped out when we looked at the plan, we hit the stress test button and it tells you You know in different scenarios what were the real big reasons why the plan failed and in the one example the plan failed because of an unexpected big downturn in the market so if this client experienced the major loss in the market that's really what blew up their retirement plan and by going through that analysis what it did is it allowed us to identify investments that aren't subject to the big losses that the stock market could experience. And so by going through that allows us to help not only determine how long their money's going to last, but how do we optimize the portfolio and how do we pick investments um, to put it together? You get probably asked that question oftentimes too, how long my money will last. When you go through that, what is the planning process and how do you answer those questions?
2: Well, you know... you look at the old rule where it says if if you're withdrawing money at a four percent rate your retirement nest egg should last 30 years and a lot of people they believe that and you know what it's probably for a lot of people a good place to start so if you have a nest egg and you start looking at what you're what your needs are going to be at retirement if if you can withdraw at a four or three to four percent rate and have a little inflation hedge, chances are your your money's going to last for a long time in retirement. But there are going to be things like healthcare, health health expenses. I can't even remember if there was ever a point in time when healthcare expenses dropped. You know that's that's. A given that cost of healthcare but also you think about all of the things that are happening in healthcare people are living longer so therefore you've got to factor that in you know based on that that brazilian test i'm probably in a lot of trouble my wife so my wife who lives a very frugal life she will have plenty of money to live because the chances of me passing that test today are very, very slim.
1: If you're wanting to know that question, how long will my money last? That's where we can help you out. First of all, what we can do is we can do the Monte Carlo analysis, you know, tell you how many times you portfolio the way that you're building today and what you have today, how many times is it gonna make it to the end zone? Maybe be able to give you a little bit of advice if it's not 90 plus percent of the time on how to optimize the overall portfolio. We can help uh, address the question using the retiree savings calculator that we build out, uh, talking about how funded your retirement plan is. People oftentimes will ask me, Nolan, what is my number? What number do I need to have? And by using our independent income system, we can plug in these variables inside of there. We can plug in different uh, projected return goals that we have. And we can tell you mathematically what that number is. So you have a number that you're shooting for. And then last, what we could do is we can run some historical analysis and audit for you. So we could say, well, you know, what if we're in an environment where like it was the seventies and you had high inflation or, you know, what if it was right before the market crash and how would that impact your overall portfolio? And then start to run some of these stress tests to determine what are those areas that we can eliminate to increase the odds that your money lasts? All you got to do
0: is just. Reach out, give us a call, and we're happy to tell you how long your money will last. Don't take these rules of thumb as the end all be all. Think of it kind of like, you know, uh, if you're car shopping or, or, you know, anything where we can customize it, you look at the base model and then you work on what you want in it, customize it for you. Maybe it is closer to 3%, maybe it is 4%, and that's right on. But uh, having it customized exactly for you is the way that you can make sure that your your money in retirement lasts as long as you do. And the team at America's Retirement Headquarters can give you a hand with that. 419-794-3030. And the website always available day and night, arhq.com. Now, we can probably all think of things that get more enjoyable as you get older, but I ran across an online thread that talked about the things that we like less the older we get. Uh, They include social media, waiting in long lines, loud places and noises, driving, staying up late. So it made me wonder, what are some of the downsides of retirement that can catch somebody by surprise and knowing them, how can you help prevent them? You
1: know, when I was uh, preparing for the show this week and we're looking at different topics to talk about, I first started thinking about what are the downsides of retirement I, as a working guy who works all the time. I couldn't think too many, but actually when you do go through it, I think there are uh, a lot of things that maybe you want to work through when you're looking at, you know, what are the downsides of retirement? And I can actually uh, appreciate some of those other things that people like less as they get older. Uh, I'm definitely not one that liked uh, wait in line, uh, loud places and noises and uh, staying up late really isn't kind of my thing. But when we're looking at the the downsides of retirement i'd say number one is uh the stress that sometimes people have and that stress being the fear of outliving their money the fear of running out of money and the best thing you can do there is if you have that particular fear then what you want to do is you want to develop a plan you want to work with a professional to have a plan in place and review it every six months You wanna make sure that you have enough money in your plan that provides reliable income to cover your minimum monthly income needs. So the things that you need on a monthly basis should be covered from things that are predictable, consistent income that's designed to last for the rest of your lifetime. That way, the lottery of the returns of the stock market isn't something that would keep you up at night. You know, the stock market money can be your fun money for the excess things that happen in life. Number two, as Scott would probably talk about healthcare cost. you know, understanding and how to navigate the costs associated with uh, the three phases. So you have the phase of pre-65 uh, health insurance cost for what is, quote, called the affordable health care. And, uh, you know, what the nice thing of is about it is everybody can get health insurance where years ago, somebody maybe couldn't retire early, uh, because they couldn't get health insurance. At least they can get health insurance, but I don't know about the word affordable in today's terms, depending upon what your income level is. That's where with proper planning and positioning your assets ahead of time, you know, moving money from the countable to the uncountable category, uh, can help with one of the downsides of retirement, and that being healthcare costs. The second one is navigating, you know, through Medicare and knowing the difference between the Advantage plans and uh, a supplemental plan. And then the third biggest issue is developing some type of solution that's designed to protect your assets. If you or a loved one need some form of long-term medical care, it's not surprising that the statistics that are out there is that the average family gets wiped out Um, in a short amount of time when somebody goes into a nursing home with a high out-of-control cost. Third, I would say one of the things that I have noticed uh, the downside of retirement is social isolation. Um, I think one of my clients uh, said it at our All-Star event that we just had the other day for the ABBA concert. And she says, I love coming to this stuff because it just keeps me moving. And I know if I don't keep moving, bad things are going to happen. And I think that's true. You know, you want to be careful about just sitting at home by yourself, especially if you lost a spouse. Get involved in a group. Get involved in an activity. Get involved in a charity. Get outside and do some stuff. Or if it's cold because it's here in Northwest Ohio, get inside the YMCA or get inside Planet Fitness and burn some calories off. Stay out there. Stay active. Uh, number four, plan for inflation. Things are going to get more expensive in the future. Uh, just know that that cost is going to come in. So if you have that inflation built into your plan, work towards reducing market volatility. It goes back to that concern I talked about in the beginning, people living their income. But reducing market volatility can reduce stress. Uh, plan for an emergency and have an account that's set up for it. A consistent theme, I think, of my hundreds of families that I've helped in retirement time, the consistent theme of those that, you know, are out there enjoying life the most is they're debt free. They have great sources of reliable income and they have a nice nest egg set aside for all the fun stuff in life. And if you can get some of those things taken care of, uh, to me, I don't think there's a whole lot more of the downsides of retirement. It's a matter of getting out there and enjoying retirement. Anything that you would say about downsides of retirement?
2: I would say that retirement kind of falls into three phases. When you first retire, it's I call it the go-go period. If you want to travel, if you want to go and spend time with family and get get around a little bit, you're going to spend money and you're going to have fun and you're going to be, you're going to continue to be active. Maybe in many cases you'll be more active. Then the second phase is the slow go where you can still do things, but you have to really pick and choose what's, what you feel you can do. And then you've got the no go phase, which is I've got some health concerns. I've got some health issues and I kind of want to stick close to home and stay be around my loved ones might be spending a lot more money on doctors and medical care but go go you can spend that might create anxiety for people slow go same thing but then the no go when does that when does that kick in and for every person and for every family those three phases kick in at a different time so that's part of the thing where we can help make sure that there is money and assets position to help you in all three of those retirement phases. And just like with market
0: fluctuation and tax possible potential increases things like that, we can't control when they are going to happen but by knowing that almost certainly going to encounter them over the course of our retirement and planning for that when X happens, we're going to do Y or Z. It uh, can go a long way I think to preventing some of these downsides of retirement and that all starts with picking up the phone giving a call, scheduling a time to develop that plan with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters. 419-794-3030 is how you get started. That's 419-794-3030. Again, I want to go to remind you, you can check out previous editions of the show uh, on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you consume your media. Uh, just search for America's Retirement Headquarters. It's there for you. You can also find out more about the team on the website at arhq.com want to thank you, as we always do, for joining us, spending part of your day with us here on America's Retirement Headquarters. Hope you have a great day ahead of you. Uh, Stay safe out there. Stay warm if you can do that. Guys, as always, grateful for the time. And as we wrap up, want to leave you with the final word.
1: You know, I think as we kind of start off this new year, I would say... For all of you, the best advice I can give you is put something big on your list to do this year. Um, Jesse Itzler, who's somebody I had an opportunity to do some mountain climbing in Utah with. I remember what he said is, you know, how many summers do you have left? Uh, so what you don't want to do is don't live the same 75 years and call it a life. Uh, get something on that schedule for this year. Uh, do something either impactful or something big and check an item off your bucket list. Uh, in the meantime, keep tuning in right here on, uh, Toledo's largest talk station, 1370 WSPD and, uh, tune into America's retirement headquarters. We'll be back same time, same channel right here on 1370
0: WSPD. Social Security may be short on funds in less than 10 years. could lose anywhere from seventeen dollars to $23,000 a year. Younger generations will soon make up over 80% of the voting electorate. Will they agree to higher taxes to fund Social Security for boomers? Or will they ask boomers to pay their fair share? Does this mean you'll have to work and save longer? Now, what if I told you that Nolan Baker of America's Retirement Headquarters is one of the select few advisors in the country that has access to the Social Security Risk Score? It's a tool that can tell you the likelihood you'll be impacted by the loss of Social Security. Then, he can show you how he can replace that money you're counting on for retirement. Call America's Retirement Headquarters today at 419-794-3030, and they'll run your personalized Social Security Risk Score. It's complimentary and can help answer the questions to your Social Security future. That's 419-794-3030 or online at arhq.com. The Social Security Risk Score is an independent nonpartisan diagnostic tool that is not connected with, affiliated with, or specifically endorsed by the United States government or the Social Security Administration. solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.